How are we doing, everyone? And welcome to episode 13 of Talking to Mod. I'm very excited to announce this week we have Dean Mumford, better known as Dino, a very lovable guy, great friend of mine. My mum loves him. My dad loves him. I class him as a brother. Everyone loves Dino. That is literally a saying. Everyone loves Dino. You'll know him as such bands from The Rifles, uh, Suggs' Life Story, and his own band, Regency. So let's just get on with it, shall we? Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 13 with Dino. Oh, oh, I've a word. <laughs> oh, bruv, what's How that? are you, son? <laughs> Did I just hear you say 19 crimes? Well, listen, <laughs> mate, I've, I, had, I had a little bet on myself. I said, oh, there it is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I said, I'll bet anything, right? He's got a <laughs> bottle of 19 crimes in one hand. The governor, isn't he? And the glass in the other. <laughs> you are the governor, mate. You're looking, you're looking well, brother. I mean, it's a bit dark in here. Can you see me all right? You look brighter than... Well, listen, don't turn the light on. You don't have to change what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet, mate. Yeah. No, you're looking well, fresh. Fresh haircut as well, brother. You're looking yeah, well. I done, um, couple of, uh, couple of weeks ago. Fella in um, uh, Kingley Street. No, the, the Carnaby Street. You go down, it's like... What's happened there? Oh, right, hang on, you... Uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, I've got you. Right. Should we start that one yeah. again? Yeah, go on in. <laughs> <laughs> turn it off, go out and come back in again. I don't know what happened there, mate. Sorry <laughs> about that. You froze. I was moving, but you froze. Fuck. Sorry, yeah. mate. That was probably my fault. Sorry, Dino. No worries. Hang on, if I do this... Oh, that's better. Oh, you can touch the screen and I'll get... Brighter. Oh, there you go. Right, we we just forget the first. We forget the first thing ever happened. Hang on, mate. Oh, and he's off. He's off. Well, now that don't help, does it? Hang on. Dino, that's worse, mate. I can't see. There we go. That's better. That's better, isn't it? It was never going to be easy with us, (laughs) was it? It weren't, mate. Mate, but first of all, mm. thank you very much for joining me on the Friday night. I'm sure you could have had many other things to do, but you chose to stay in and speak to me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly, mate. Yeah, of course I would. I mean, the chats are supposed to be half an hour, but listen, <laughs> it's probably going to go for about <laughs> yeah, right. three to four hours with us, isn't it? It's midnight. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, mate, how are you? You well? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah. Yeah, looking for, uh, forward to Joel. Got Joel's gig tomorrow, so that's not staying in tonight. I mean, it's, well... He's semi-fresh. He's having a drink indoors. Not going out, out. Brilliant. As Mickey Flanagan would say. But um, yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, been busy recently. Had a festival, um, few couple of festivals last weekend. Didn't we? The Rifles, Woke, uh, Warwickshire and Nottingham, Camper Calling and uh, Stone Valley Festival. Brilliant. So that was really good. And we had Brighton last Thursday, didn't we? How was Brighton? Yeah, Brighton, mate. Of course it is. Yeah, we always go to the Heart and Hand pub. You know, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, back in the day, you know, that's it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it well, Dean. Actually, <laughs> couple of lock-ins in there. Well, the, the governor in there is really nice. And he told some stories about whether having lock-ins in there with Bobby Gillespie back in the day. But everyone, when the rifles gig, we all catch up with pals, didn't we? Yeah. And Brighton's really good because loads of mates come down to the Brighton one. So it was about forty pals. We'll go to we'll go to the pub before each rifles gig anyway. But the heart and hands yeah. are lined up, and it's like. 500 foot from the venue. I know, I know, mate. You can drink to like the last knockings before you go over there. Yeah, it's a bit deadly, isn't it? Especially before a gig, mate. Yeah, yeah. The nearest to the venue, the better. For everyone, really. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're lovely. And that was for the Mod Weekend, wasn't it? Mod Weekend, down in Brighton. Yeah, we do it every year. Yeah. uh, Rob Bailey from the New Untouchables, he's been doing it for years. So, um, I mean, I met Rob back in the 90s. Long, long, long time ago, but um, this we've been doing this about think like sixth year in a row, I think. Brilliant, um, man. yeah, yeah. It's fuck. I invited Chrissy Goy, but uh, he weren't around, so, yeah, yeah. Big guys, no, he's made big guys, yeah. Did Gaz go? No, Gaz couldn't make it either, yeah. So, um, we'll try and get him out next year. Have yeah. you met? Have you Chris met... got back to me, he said, Yeah, just good, mate. Did, you know have you met but Chris? Be listening, he what? Sorry, have you met big guys? Yeah, oh, yeah, blimey, yeah. That night in the art and hand again. And you're freezing up again. Are you there? Yeah, I don't know, good. know what keeps yeah. happening, mate. So I've got full reception and all that. Yeah, but no, I've met big, big guys, yeah, with Chris. Yeah, so uh, 
brilliant, man. I don't know why I'm so dark on this video. I can't, I can't look out. Paranormal activity yeah, going on here. <laughs> you see someone walk behind me? Let me know. Fuck, yeah, hopefully not, mate. But Dino, yeah. like, we've known each other for a long time now, but I want to know a little bit more about your musical background. So, for starters, how did you get involved in music in the first place, mate? Well, I started playing the piano uh, when I was seven. So, I've been playing 12 years now. <laughs> but uh, now I've been playing 41 years. Really? On the piano. And I learned classical music, so I learned to read. So, I've done the classical grades and all that. Yeah, I was 16, so at the age of 7 to 16, I've done all my grades in the piano. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, when you get to 16, I start getting into bands then, didn't you? It's like perfect age, so these days, even younger, but like, I've got into bands then. I've been in bands since I was 16, so that's 30 years now. I've been in bands. My first gig was in 1991. <laughs> Never mind, it's come out, Nirvana. So, that's mental. Yeah. Been at it a few years, yeah. 1901, 11, 21, so 32, 32 years been playing in bands. That's mad. Piano 41 years, yeah. So that's how it started. My mum, my mum's family all played the piano. So I remember when I was seven, mum said, do you want to, do you want to go up and have lessons? And I, and I, I did, and I didn't realise it would be all classical music, because when you're seven, you don't know anything. You don't realise it's the best stuff out there. Do you know what I mean? It's the most difficult, apart from jazz, but it's really difficult um, music to play. Like, so if you learn classical, you can pretty much, you cut your teeth from that, you can play anything. You know what I mean? So, um, and then it's, a, it's difficult to read classical music, but over the years of doing it, it you know, it get, becomes easiest. You don't run before you can walk kind of thing, but all the family played piano, mandolin and all that. And then, so I just got into it and stuck with it. I did, sometimes I wanted to leave doing it. When your mates were out playing football, you've got to learn pentatonic scales. You know yeah. What I mean? Um, but I stuck with it, thankfully, because it's put me in good stead going, you know, what I've ended up oh. doing. Okay. Yeah. I will apologise if you can hear Lonnie no, no, in the no, background. Right, get him on. No, trust me, <laughs> not in the mood, mate. He, he should be sleeping, but he's, I've, I've been all Ikea, mate. I've been trying to set up this fucking cabinet. And um, it's a glass cabinet, and I look around, and he's got a hammer in his hand, and he's trying to bang the glass. glass and I'm like, around. Do you know what I mean? Hammer and but, glass. Yeah, that's uh, good. Cool, yeah, that's him just out there. Sorry about that, mate. <laughs> He's after Lonnie Donegan, right? Yeah, named after yeah, Lonnie Donegan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he should have been. He should be downstairs watching the TV. But instead, he's shouting in this he room. He wasn't where Daddy is, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah. sorry about that, mate. Right. Can you hear him? That's all right. It's funny because we've got a cockatiel here, and his name's Jasper. And he, when you're on the phone or talking. Excuse me, talking to someone, he chirps really loud for the whole conversation. Really? He's like a dog, he wants attention. He's about wheeling into the other room. <laughs> Why do you hear Jasper for the whole conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless, man, bless. Do you remember the first, do you remember the first album you bought as a youngster? I do, yeah. It was um, The Bangles, A Different Light. The Bangles? Yeah. In W.H. Smith on a cassette. Shit. I mean, yeah, my dad bought it for me, it was 6 I think, you know, I can't remember last week, but I remember that. Yeah, the bangles, I think it had like a Manic Monday on it and all that, I think. Yeah, different oh. bangles. The one I bought, that's the first one I bought, because my, my dad has collected vinyl all my life. My dad's got like thousands of vinyl at home. It's like a record shop with my dad's. And so I, would, I, I didn't really have to buy anything. My dad had it all. Do you know what I mean? From like all the punk, all the Motown, through to all the punk. So well as all the jam and then going forward, he had everything. So, so when I was, I was, what was I, 11 in 86. So that was the first album I actually bought, which is weird. I didn't need to buy them. That had everything I ever wanted. You know, I grew up basically in a record shop. He's got every single Motown album ever made in the 60s. Every single one. There's hundreds, as you can imagine. Only on the, uh, on the um, Tamla Motown album, just in the 60s. And um, I said, I didn't really need to buy anything and that was the first one I bought was the bangles because it was yeah I fancied the bird in it what was that <laughs> <name>? um <laughs> that's a bit like uh I remember a night. my story like yeah, my, my dad what was yours yeah cool. well he like do you know what like one day he, he got this suitcase out the loft yeah. right and he was yeah. like oh like it won't interest you like these are all my old music and I thought what's this yeah, I remember opening it up at this point, mate th sorry you're probably young at this point 
Oh, God, yeah, 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 mate. About seven or eight or something like that. I don't know. Probably even younger, Dino. And, and yeah. this, this, um, this suitcase looked like it should have been in a fucking museum, mate. It was an <laughs> antique, yeah. right? Honestly, I was thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I open this up, it's going to fall apart, mate. I remember, <laughs> I opened it up and it was all like, all slit, like all the singles, but on vinyl, right? And, yeah. and the first one that was on the top was um, Lonnie Donegan, Rock Is Island it? Line. Really? But it stuck with me, mate. I remember I, I I don't know what it was, Dino. It like I listened to Lonnie Donegan as a kid, right? Mm. So that was my first sort of introduction with it when I found my dad's old vinyls, right? And then yeah. on my birthday for about three years running from about 11, 12 and 13 maybe, or yeah. it might be 9, 10, 11, something like that. We used to go to Butlins, right? Because I really liked it. Yeah. God knows why, looking we back, because there was fuck all. Butlins. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Butlins, we gave a go. And my dad always used to play the greatest hits of Lonnie Donegan, mate. And um, that was it. I was just hooked on it. Hooked on it yeah. And yeah. then obviously, the Weller and the Jam and that. We could also, like, I reckon everyone's dad, but all mums and dads were the same, weren't they? You know, like, you're always influenced by them. Luckily for us, yeah. my dad was a mod. He had seven handmade suits, uh, seven shirts, and 14 ties. So he never went out. My mum said when she met him, every time he went out each night, different suit on, different shirt, different tie. And he used to take two pairs of trousers out with him because if he had to sit down, right, crease the back of the, back of the knees. So he'd get to a party, he'd have to sit down, he'd, he'd go and change his sitting down trousers. Brilliant. And then when they were going out to the club, he'd go and put his standing up trousers in so the back of the knees were increased. Do you know? I mean, that's not mod, I don't know what it is. <laughs> You're a bit like that though, isn't you? You love your clobber, mate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got a lovely three-piece um, blue mower. I've had loads over the years, I've got to get another one. You know, waistline's got a little bit bigger these days, oh, brother. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Join the club, mate. Waist 33 now. But um, I go to, what's his name, Portobello Road Market, um, Adam of London. No, Adam of London? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's got, I think he's got one in centre of London now. Um, I don't wear the suit often as I want to, but I've always got a special on. It's Adidas, so I only wear Adidas, I don't wear anything else. And um, so it's like, we're not going out like Tommy's, like the Marcus or that, or we're going up Highgate or whatever, and still or whatever. I just always put my Adidas on, I mean, like, in special, I just love it, and it? it's just... Apple and Adidas, AA is all you need. Yeah, yeah. Right? You've got <laughs> yeah. some, you've got some rascal jackets, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, same as you, the um, Stone Island um, Barber. You've got one. No. Oh, oh the Barber. CP Company one. CP Company, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CP Company. Yeah, Barber. Yeah, what was that jacket I saw you in? Do you remember when I did the uh, Q&As with Alan McGee and you had that? That was that yellow, the yellow one. jacket. Yeah, I flogged that because... I never wore it, and I looked like I worked for the railways. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, I went to get a train and I worked in there for a week. <laughs> I took over a big John shift. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a lovely bit of clobber, mate. Yeah, it's pucker, mate. It was a top jacket, man, but really bright yellow, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. I That's did... a bit like that pink one I've got. That special. So everyone calls me Roy Cropper when I wear it. <laughs> Oh, Diabolical. It's like pink with cream on it. Nice. The sin, mate. <laughs> sin. Yeah. What I want to know, mate, is how did it come about with the rifles? How did you get involved with the rifles? Well, it's for it's, uh, Ollie Slady, the manager. I met him in um, the Shakespeare's Head in Carnaby Street. I was drinking there. I used to work in the print for Christie's, now the auctioneers. Yeah. In the, in the 90s. So, um, every night. I used to go to Carnaby Street and drink the Shakespeare's Head, and that's I'm just go clubbing on Saturday. I met Ollie in there, and he became a pal. So I've known Ollie fucking hell for over thirty years, and then he said to us once, "I'm managing this band now called the Rifles." And Ollie didn't manage bands at that point. I was all right, cool. cool. He said, "Yeah, get up, get up to no Bullen Gate when it had the venue out the back next to the Forum, Kentish Town Forum." And uh, he said, "Come up and see him." And the thing was, it was, it was always, I was always playing like a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and I was working full time then. And, it was a bit difficult to get up to like, um, Kentish and then get back on a, on a Wednesday and have work the next day. So I didn't go and see the rifles for a while. Eventually went and saw them. Fuck me, they're the bollocks, man. And then started following them everywhere. Like immediately took to them. 
and I begged him, you got, do you need a keyboard player? Do you need a keyboard player? Do you need a keyboard player? And then um, I ended up, Ollie got me a roadie job for him. So I roadied for him for 18 months, two years. And uh, it was funny because Joel's left-handed. <laughs> and we was doing a gig. I'll never forget. I know they say you play to one man and his dog. The Vifles done a gig. This is 2003. So two, three years before No Love Lost came out. And there was no one in the venue that was supporting someone. There was no one in the venue. And a geezer wandered in with his dog. <laughs> so no the Vifles had to have, have, have actually played to one man and his dog. And Joel broke a string. So he's given it to me like, I might have... I won't lie, Ben, I might have had a drink. <laughs> so he's handed it to me like that. He's like, sweet, he's broke the D string, sweet, no problem. But he's left handed, isn't he? Because I've had a few beers, I've strung it like a right handed player, so E A D G B E. So I put a G where the D should be, because when I've given it back to him, he's now got two fucking D's on it, and he? He said, What are you doing to me, man? This is for good. It still works. But this, I. I wouldn't be very good at a roadie in the long run, let's put it that way. And then two years, three years later, um, he rang me up, Joe, and he said, what's happening? I said, yeah, not much, mate, blah, blah, blah. I was, very, I was delivering car parts at the time. And he said, um, we need you to come on tour again. I said, oh, this is two, August 2008. I said, I'll write roadie again. He said, no, nah, mate, he said, great escape's about to come out. We need, uh, we need, there's strings on it, piano, Hammond. We need, we need you to actually play. So it was like, fucking hell. So I quit my job, van driving, at the end of August 2008. Six weeks later, I'm on tour with the rivals, rehearsed at the premises in Acne. A lot of people know that. And um, I'm walking out with supporting Paul Weller on a lot of the big, his arena tour. We had a month of touring, but six of the dates were with Weller. So if you think one minute I'm delivering brake pads and, and et cetera, Next thing, I'm walking out supporting Paul Weller to like 10,000 people at the NEC, what it was called the NEC. And it was a bit, bit overwhelming, night. And I don't mind saying, I come off the stage. Because before that, I've been in bands all them years, I'm only playing pubs to like 100, 100 people max. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm at fucking 10,000 people. And it was weird, I come off, overwhelmed, just like welled up, got like emotional over it. Do you know what I mean? I'd have a moment of my own, went for a piss. When the cubicle just fuck me, that just happened. I've got to do it five more times with Weller. And as you know, being a good friend, he's, I mean, he's, he's a diamond, doesn't he? Absolute legend, doesn't he? And uh, I said, thanks so much for like next, the opportunity, all that. I go, it's no worry, Dino. No problem. Nothing's a problem, do you know what I mean? It's just, I'm a, I'm, and I say, never meet your hero, which is, I've met all my heroes, luckily. I'm very fortunate. And none of them have let me down. None of them have let me down. Well, it was it's just one of the best, didn't it? So that, that's how I got into the rifles. Job ran me up and off, off I went. It was literally as quick as that. Oh, hey! Hey, I guess better. I thought, I didn't want to say anything, but I thought someone just burgled your house then. Yeah, I just saw the light going. <laughs> Welcome to what they can find. <laughs> oh, you that, that was come. lovely. <laughs> that was lovely. That's my sister. He's, um, he, he really is a hmm. diamond geezer. He's one of the good yeah. guys, you know. <laughs> The industry, yeah, yeah. you know, all the good people stick together and, you know, yeah. you can't be wrong when you've got the support and the love of uh, the Modfather, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think it's a testament to him that even now, you know, to all these years later, I don't, I've, I've never anyone has said, yeah, I did, he was moody, I didn't like him. I've never anyone has said that. And I think it's a testament to his, his character because he was just so nice to everyone and, and that stands up, doesn't it, through for, for your life, you know, it's like, in all walks. You often hear people say, oh, you know, like when they say something, for instance, people who have never met him would, would slate him, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they'd love to meet him. Like the typical one is Liam Gallagher, right? He get, whenever people say, oh, Liam Gallagher, he's a bit of a prick, yeah. he's so up himself. I'm like, have you met him? Yeah. Though? And they're like, yeah. well, no. I'm Which like, well, it's totally wrong. Just someone, I know it, like, Liam's famous now, but if you have anyone, you hear someone slagging someone off, that you meet, you think, actually, they're all right. Liam's famous, of course, but... Yeah, I've heard the same, Ben, like the people, slag people, and I've said the same as you, but have you actually met him? I was in Trisha's once, in Old Greek Street. And the geezer was like putting Liam down. I said, have you actually ever met him? He went, no. He said, have you? I went, well, yeah. And I said, you've totally got his character wrong. I said, I'm not, I'm not being the big eye, like, I know Liam. I, you know what I mean? I, I was just like, I don't know him. I've met him, and he's, he's the, the loveliest geezer yeah. I've ever met. Everyone has bad days, man. Everyone has a shit day. Do you know what I mean? Everyone could, if you like, ask for an autograph, go, no, not today, mate. You don't know what's going on in their lives, in their personal no. lives. You don't bowl about 
sing live forever down the pub well you might you but um, okay. <laughs> but um yeah you don't judge someone you ain't met you know no. what i mean and, and uh well, well well as you know every time i met one he's been bang on same with liam and all that very fortunate to meet these people very fortunate 100 yeah. percent, mate as i said i've never i've ne similar to what you've just said dino um meet your heroes i've i'm very you glad that I've met all mine. yeah and not one of of them's let me down not ever. one Ben. not fucking one of them not one of them i think that says it all really yeah. though doesn't it yeah because yeah. you think of the law of averages you're going to meet an arsehole at one point aren't you like yeah man i mean if you're, if you're a git you're a git irrelevant if you're famous or not and everyone has bad days man but i i met one that's been even like not on a piss up night no nah. going for lunch or something does that mean just normal just just, just well they're, they're legends but they're just normal people at heart you know what i mean you know? i tell you this story right i met this I, I tell you his name after i don't want to say it on the podcast like but i met this um cut long story short me and mcgee did this gig at the alexandra palace right yeah. it was this fe festival called i think it was kaleidoscope happy mondays and orbital were headlining oh wow that. and yeah. they had this comedian there and um comedian he to, yeah he used to be on this this show years ago he ain't been on tv for a long time now right and uh he was an absolute prick. <laughs> like, I'm talking like we had this. I we all in the same dressing room, and he's just sitting there. And um, he's big like, I am, right? Oh my god, yeah. mate! Honestly, like, I walked in there. I'm one of similar to you, Dino. Speak oh, to anyone, don't we, mate? mate you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm in there. I'm like, hello, mate. All right. And he just looked at me <laughs> to say, like, do you want an autograph or something? Oh, do you want a picture? And I'm like, what the really? fuck? And um, I just alone, like, mate. I had little Lonnie in the dressing room as well when he was running about. Come on, man. Damn. You had your I, kid with you, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, and my little boy was running about, right? And I went, oh, sorry about that. And he just looked at me and went, right, like that. And I was thinking, mate, you're, you're not actually that funny, do you know what I mean? I'll tell you his name after, though, because I don't want to say it, but... Are we allowed you know. to say, is it slang? Well, do you know what I mean? You no, know I've got an inkling who it might be, but I don't want to say in case I'm wrong. But... Who? Um, right, um... I'll say his initials, AC. No. No, no. All right, sweet. I won't say what he said. I know someone who worked with a comedian who was exactly as you're describing. Alan Carr. He's on the telly all the time at the moment. And um, he was not very nice at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't think that, though. As I said, I said, he's, he's jobs to make people laugh. Right? And he, like, I walked, yeah, he has his I, job. I walked man. in that room, mate. It felt like I was at a wake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus, like, he couldn't yeah. wait to get out no, of that yeah, room. Mate, and he's a fucking comedian. I, I tell you, you know what I mean? walked in, though, Ed Byrne, right? And oh, he right. was the loveliest geezer. Was he? Loveliest geezer. Yeah. It's but, free. This is free, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because I don't know, a lot of musicians I know, and you'll know yourself, you're just so fortunate of counting yourself lucky what you're doing. Yeah. That you never walk around going, yeah, I'm, I'm the bollocks, I'm the bollocks. No one, I don't know anyone who does that. Liam's allowed, because it's Liam, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that's his job, but and he's he's lovely anyway. But no, I don't know any musician. Every musician, all the excuse me, all the musicians I know help each yeah. other out. Yeah. We all accept, help each other out. So like, I play on like no Mays, Gary Mays, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Or Paul Paul Bassoon and all that. I play on Mays' stuff. They play on other stuff. All musicians all help each other out. Do you need a bit of Hammond on there? Do you need a bit of piano on there? And I'll have a guitarist. Yeah, I'll do a bit on there for you. It's ain't for dollar. It's ain't for money. It's just, it's just for the love of it. Because everyone enjoys what they're doing and you can't yourself lucky what you're doing and you just all stick together it's a big club it's a big club really the amount of bands on twitter um like the shed project skylights uh they're doing a big gig up in manchester soon incredible bands man fucking amazing they play with dermo at an offside soon in manchester and all these boys are just fucking wicked songwriters and making brilliant videos for their, their tunes and all that do you know what i mean yeah man. it's one big club just look out for each other isn't it like have a laugh Hundred percent, hundred percent. You're better than everyone else. You're fucked. No, you're, see, no one want to work with you. Do you know? This is this is quite a funny story, and I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning his name. Um, I met uh, Andy Hopkins. I think his name is from the Enemy, the bass player. Oh, yeah. Right. And he actually went up to me and went, "Do you know what, mate? You're actually all right, ain't you?" And I went, "What do you mean?" He said. <laughs> I actually thought you might have been an arrogant prick from like your tweets and that. I was thinking, what? He goes, no, 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 but I was wrong. You're lovely. And I was like, I don't really know how to take that, no, mate. It's but... a compliment in there somewhere. Yeah. He's a lovely fella, him. I've met him. Yeah, yeah. Nice fella. Well, because when you're doing magic, 
you've got to have a, a, a persona. You know I mean, because otherwise, I'll just stand and go pick a car off. Yeah, you've got to have a personality. There's an act to it. Yeah. And you do it perfect. I love watching your stuff. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, Dino. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like not everyone loves the mod scene. Not everyone likes. Well, that's true. That's Not everyone likes magic. No, that's it as well. Tricks, man. I'm not, no, we're near on your level, right? And it's funny, you show someone a card trick. My mate Jimmy Brown said to me once, he goes, I always feel like they're trying to get one over me, like they're trying to, um, you'll understand more than me. And, and I said, No, nah, I ain't trying to impress you. I'm just like, This is right, this trick, man. I'll show you how it's done after. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know, a couple of good card tricks, but they get the impression you're trying to no. make them look fools. Do you know, it, but you've got you know the best of, person to do magic to is go on. Well, mate, Is right? It? I do a trick to yeah. it every time I go to the studio. It's like magic. You got your cards, no. you know. You got doing a bit in a minute, yeah. and like yeah. we all, they always have a break in between. Obviously, you know, in the, in the studio, you have a break, and you normally get a curry or something. Yeah, and uh, I do these tricks to him, and he just looks at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he never asked how they done. No, he, he wouldn't want to know. Like I can't think who it said. It might have been Ben. Or Steve Pilgrim, one of them said, "How's it done?" Like just, it's well, just a, a, a natural. And yeah. Paul's like, "I don't want to know." I, I don't, don't want to know. know. See, it gives well, away the secret, doesn't it? Yeah, it ruins it. When I went to Fulham with you, do you know when you won the league, and you got yeah. and you come out of the pub after. But before we went to the pub, you were doing them tricks in the pub. You done one man, and it's still it's in my mind now. You went, "Here's a card." You put it on. I chose a card. I put it on top of the deck. I, it was on the fucking top of the deck, man. You're standing right next to me. Mm. And you went, look, you tapped it. It weren't there anymore. You found through it was in the middle. Do you remember that one? Got, you've done it twice. I've got to do it twice. I'm going to be honest funny. with you now, Dino. I don't even remember that day. <laughs> you were drinking then. Oh, I was fucking... <laughs> I'm paralytic, mate. <laughs> I was gone, mate. I, I remember... It was incredible. There was no explanation for it. But if, I suppose if you, if you told me... It, it ruins the yeah. whole effect then, because if it's simple, it didn't look fucking simple, but if it is, you think, oh, bloody hell, yeah, I'd never want to know. I'll show you some towards the end anyway. Yeah, mate, oh, fuck it. I'll show you one now, mate. I'll show you one now. Look, we got, I have to stand up for this one. Well, mate. Can you see I've got one card? Yeah. Two cards? Yeah. Three cards? Four yeah. cards? Yeah. 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 And they're all jokers. That's joker number yeah. one, right? I put it in my mouth. Yeah. That's joker number two. Yeah. All right. I put that in my mouth. Yeah. This is number three. Yeah. And that's number four. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're all the jokers, yeah. yeah? Right. Fuck off, they're not jokers. Well, that's an ace. What the fuck? That's oh, an ace. Fuck off. That's an ace. <laughs> oh, you're joking. And that's an ace. What the fuck? How on earth did that just happen? Magic. That, that is just magic. Here. Oh my Do God, you know, man, <laughs> think of any card in the deck. I think of it, yeah. yeah. I've got one. I've you got, got one. one? Yeah. Not a picture card? No. And not an ace? No. What is it? Well, tell me what it is. Yeah, I'm not Darren Brown. Four spades. Do you want to change your mind? No. You sure? Oh, fuck off, it's in there. Right, see, this deck <laughs> of cards is in a, it's in a stray jacket. Yeah. And you said the four... Four spades, right? Yeah. Oh, look, leave off, man. Look, all these cards are facing towards you, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Except from one. Yeah. All the oh, cards are fucking... facing towards you, except from one. Oh, you're fucking joking me, man. How on earth did that happen? What the fuck? <laughs> That's outrageous, isn't it? Brother, what the fuck? That's incredible. I fucking thought of it, man. It didn't even... You didn't even flick for a... What the fuck? I'll do another one. Do another one. Fuck me. <laughs> do, one, do another right. one. Uh, listen, this is going along for half an hour, brother. You know it, my son. Yeah. We'll do... Um, let me see See what I've got in here. Right. Think of any card. Again. Yeah. Right. Just think of it. Yeah. In this deck of cards, yeah. I've got... Which, you know deck of cards yeah i've drawn a little stick man yeah right he yeah. knows one trick and one trick only right what card have, are you thinking of tell you please seven of hearts seven of hearts look seven of hearts uh where is it there it is there the seven of hearts so let me just take out the seven yeah. of hearts yeah that 
that's the seven of hearts there. That was the card you thought yeah. of, yeah? Now watch carefully. Let me just stand up for this. Go on, mate. Are you ready? Yeah. Watch the little stick, man. Right. Oh, my God. What the fuck, man? That's pre-drawn on. That's pre-drawn on. That's unreal, isn't it? <laughs> I could watch it all day, man. All day, man. That Tommy Cooper. We're supposed to be talking about oh, no, you mate. in this. Hey, fuck that. It's boring. Fuck me. That, mate, Tommy Cooper. Tommy Cooper. Oh, that's the next hero. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the next. Ah! That's a madness one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do your. Ah, oh, wicked, mate. He's one of Sabs' heroes, yeah. Tommy Cooper. Got to do your impression well, I, now. I know. Great. I had a, what, I had a trick. A, a trick. A joke. Yeah, what was the other one? That's it. You said. Oh, oh. I was. I went to the coast, and I went to a hotel. See, and I got outside, and I sat up the window, and a woman opened the window, and she said, I, I, "She, what do you want?" I said, "Well, I stay here." He said, "Well, stay there then." You shut the window. <laughs> <laughs> I went to lay at night, right? We've had a few bottles of wine. Whack on Tommy Cooper on YouTube, mate. It's black and white footage on there and all when he was proper young, isn't it? Do you know? And, uh, on, on the tour I did with the Brian Jones town, right? A lot of yeah. them, no one knew who Tommy Cooper yeah, was, oh, right? The American, isn't it? Yeah. So, and, and I've the, never heard of him, like. No, but the, the tour manager knew that I liked him, so she bought me the Tommy Cooper best of, and we watched it on the tour bus, and, and I put it on in front of him one night, right? Yeah. It was about three in the morning. We played, I think we played the Barrowlands, actually, right? Yeah. We were all buzzing from playing there, and I was fucking... I was on the coffee, mate, and that was me, mate. I wasn't <laughs> sleeping. I was on the coffee, I've been mate. And... More not drinking, of course. Oh, I mean, mate, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. done so many energy drinks and uh, stuck yeah. on Tommy Cooper with a kebab, right? And they're all watching <laughs> it. They're like, oh my God, this is fucking insane. The guy is so funny, man. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't watch it too long, though, because half of my act is in this. <laughs> Do you remember the one he's, he, he walked on stage? It was a garden gate oh. on the stage. And he'd come on. And they're all laughing, they're already laughing, it's his opening act, and they're all laughing at him as he walks on. And he went through the gate, he went, he's gone through the gate and shut, he said, I don't know why I've done that. He's classic, mate. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? It's of jokes that like, it was in Mo, wasn't it? it was in one of the funniest ones he ever did is when he's playing the organ, and then he walks through the organ like it's a saloon door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. We, um... I've got, once I was on tour with Suggs, and. Uh, the, we always get, I always get, um, we do editorial presents. He doesn't have to go mad, so I mean, he's just like, just like getting little things like, and I thought, Joe, you know what, I'm going to push the boat out because he really looks after me on tour. I thought, he loves Tommy Cooper, I'll get my Tommy Cooper autograph or something like that, right? And I found online a Tommy Cooper fez that he wore in Blackpool in 1958 or something, and it had come from the theatre, and someone who worked at the theatre gave it to his daughter, so he said, the daughter I was dealing with, she went, my dad got this signed by Tommy Cooper because he wore it on stage and he went, can I have your face? And Tommy Cooper signed it and gave it to uh, his, this fella who gave it to his daughter. So at the end of the tour, presents give out. Normally it's a token thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm going there, go on, get your laugh and give around that. He's down, he went, and the letter of authenticity from the daughter was all in there and all that. He went, and he just stuck his he went, like, don't, it takes a lot to stop Suggs talking, do you know what I mean? To render Suggs speechless is fucking nigh on impossible. Right? So he's there holding his face and he's looking at the letter, he went, so he wore this. I said, yeah, look, he signed it. Fucking hell, he didn't know what to say. So all he did do was this, he's, all he could do, he just put it on and went, ha. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then um, I've got him now, um, the last editorial present I've got him, I actually got him Tommy Cooper's autograph. Brilliant. But I bought, yeah, I bought, they weren't that dear, you know, I paid like, considering 80 quid, it weren't, it weren't like a lot, lot of dough. And it's real, I've got the certificate COA and all that. And I bought a picture of Tommy Cooper and I'm going to frame it all up for him. Brilliant. He's got a new studio at his house. And I've got this for his studio wall. And yeah, he don't know I've got him that, because he's watching this, now he does. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, so I've, I've, I've got him a face signed and, um, his actual autograph frames now. So that, that's the nice thing to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, man. Yeah. And that, that brings us on nicely for me to ask, how did you end up meeting Suggs, mate? 
I was three daughters, Viva and Scarlett. When I started playing with the Rifles, 2008, I started hanging around with Camden pretty much every night. The Enterprise, obviously, Talk Farm Shoot, Camden's the capital of London. I love Soho, obviously. Yeah. Camden, man. Do you know what I mean? So I was going up to Camden every night of the week, every night of the week, bus, bus, busking, but playing in bars and acoustic guitar and all that. And Viva, I, oh, my mate Paul Carova, Paul the Hate, Paul, he raps on Regency's Buffalo Stance. Yes, yes, brothers, yes, yes, yes. Paul Carova raps. And that, who's that jiggle on the street? He's popping off London. He's like, who's that jiggle on the street? And he's popping his crocodile feet. He talks like that, right? And um, he introduced me to Viva and Scarlet. It's a funny story, actually. He said, What are you doing tonight? And I said, Nothing, mate. He said, I'm going to a fancy dress party at Viva's birthday. And I had met Suggs at this point. And I met Viva, I hadn't met Viva and Scarlet at this point. We got a dress of Zulus. So me and Paul went to Camden and got grass skirts and all the bits and bobs, necklaces with teeth on them, and we paint ourselves up with blue war paint. And we, we went to this fucking party in East London. Got out of the cab, now you're walking up and down on High Street in East London, right, dressed as Zulus, right, trying to find this fucking party where Saxon's daughter's party is. And it was, we couldn't find it, and we, we eventually got in there. And uh, that's when I met him, that my first encounter with Suggs was, I had a beer in my hand, and he's coming through, like all the people at this party, I went, Suggs, what's happening? How you going? Put me pint up like that. He took me pint off me, went, cheers, mate, and carried on walking. I fucking bastards, he's fucking bought that man. Like, like and then, uh, then in invariably after that, we go out, in, well, Monk was always out in Camden, Viva and Scarlet would be out. And Suggs would join him. He always hung around with his daughters in Camden. So I got to know him socially. And if it was a piano in the pub, I'd jump and do my girl, it must be love, baggy trousers or something. And he'd sing it, we'd get all the pub going. And then the one man show came up and um, that was December, 2011. And I've got Suggs' his number, but I never rung him. I didn't bother the man, do you know what I mean? Like, and he asked him, I was actually standing with my mum and she said, I said, Suggs is ringing me. So I'm answering this, right, Suggs, Dino, Dino, Suggs, Suggs, Suggs. He said, listen, Dino, Dinoid, calls me Dinoid. Dinoid, I'm doing a one man show. He said, someone called Toby Follett is going to ring you. He said, you're up for doing this one-man show. He said, I'm going to tell some funny stories, all that business. And you can play some piano, Dino. Are you up for that? You're up for that, Dino. I said, yeah. I said, yes, 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 yes. And I've hung up. And um, then I thought, shit, I've got rifle skis coming up. And would you believe all the Suggs dates fell in, in between all the rifles ones? It was almost like it was set up to happen. Brilliant. Yeah. Then I had to go to the audition. And it was like being a fucking um, X Factor. We all sat behind the panel, the management. It's only, it's only me, only me going. It sucks a bit at Butlins all weekend, another you know, Mind Ed Madness thing they do. Yeah, yeah. So he's hanging. So well, I'll get this a Monday afternoon. So what's so they doing? Oh, fucking hanging, Dino. Fucking hanging, Dino. All right, so, so, I know, so I'll start doing. He's reading through the scripts, and I'm doing My Girl Must Be Love, Baggage, whatever, whatever. And I'm fucking it. I'm fucking every song. I fucked every single one up. I've been playing these songs since I was eight. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going wrong. Because it's nerves. I was just so nervous. One of my heroes is sitting in front of me with all the madness management. You know, like sat there. And Toby Follett, he's a lovely bloke. He wrote the script with such. And I thought, oh, fucked it. I fucked it. I ain't getting this fucking job. I fucked up. It must be lovely. You can't fuck up. It must be love. And he went and then such. Anyway, everyone, I, want, I need to go to the pub. I want to go for a fucking drink. He said, come on, Dean. I'll go to the pub. So just me and him went to the pub. And the management listened to me. And I got to the pub, he said, what are you having, Dean? I was got a pint, he said, I said, Suggs, I'm so sorry. I was like, fuck that up. So I'm going, I promise you, I do know the songs. I said, I was a bit nervous. Going, he went, shut up. He went, you had the job before you started playing, mate. And that, and that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was, just, that would, would have been before December, that would have been like October, two, December, 2011, October, November. So it's like 12 years this year. We're back on tour next year with a Brilliant, completely, man. completely new show. Completely new show. I, yeah. I remember I watched you and him. This was before me and you knew each other, Dino. Um, yeah. I think I've told you this story before. You both played Crawley. I was about... Yeah, I remember playing Crawley. 22, yeah. right? So it was a long time ago, mate. Yeah. And I remember I was at the bar and when I walked... Now. Huh? 20 years ago now. I went to the bar and as I left the bar I walked out and Suggs was leaving and I 
I went and got a, um, had a quick photo of him and he signed my thing. And you just come out, you will no, not remember this no. in the news, you know, but because, um, you, you know, you do fucking hundreds of shows and you walked out and got in the, uh, got in the car with, with, I think you had your acoustic with you or something. And he went, yeah, Dino, Dino, he looks like your brother. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, well, you we had the like... same Parker on as I had on. Well, we, we both, both wore the same, same Parker on. Pretty green. The first pretty green fur yes. parka, yes. black with the green logo on it. Green logo. I've Both still had got it. Off. it. Well, do you know what? I've, no, I, I, I was going to sell it, but I kept it, and because it's, it's got the lining in it, the unbuttoned lining in it. That's it. it. The fur, the fur thing. Yeah. Both yeah, had that, that on, and he went, "Is he your brother?" Like that. <laughs> well, is it? Is he your better looking brother? <laughs> Everyone says we're related. Like, can we just confirm that we're not? It's a bed that we're not. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I wouldn't mind if we were, bro. No. Everyone says, you know, I've never seen the Magic Modern Dino in the same room. <laughs> Dump it. <laughs> no, like, even my, exactly. even the missus. Well, that's magic, see, that's magic. That's even the missus, right, she goes, fuck me. I saw a picture of Dino the other day, and I generally thought it was you. Like, he was out in Camden somewhere, and I was about to ring you up, yeah, saying, mate. what are you doing in Camden? Yeah. And it was you. You well, were out Camden. somewhere. This yeah. was... Re this was probably a few months ago and I was I was back home doing a show and she saw this photo and thought it was me and she was going to ring me up bollock me and say what are you doing out on the piss again and I was like then she saw <laughs> that it was you <laughs> but, well that's a compliment mate what's wrong with that yeah, well we're yeah. both good looking chaps well, mate that's it we'll bring out a fucking calendar next talking year about, talking about <laughs> <laughs> Tino yeah. you've put me right on. I, I, I wrote fucking notes oh, I knew I didn't need what's things. the next thing well you've thrown the me off now I remember I was going to say I watched the I watched the um, Only Fools and Horses the other day, right? The episode when Uncle Albert falls down the uh, the, the yeah. pub, the brewery, right? And I'm thinking to myself, hang about, Dino fell off stage once. Was was he doing an Uncle Albert to try and get a bit of money? I was just trying to get an insurance thing. I'm saying, exactly. yeah, it was uh, it was un it was unplanned. I'm telling you, well, where it was it was a maybe he was at school and someone moved the chair from behind you and you fell over. Yeah, that? it was never funny. It fucking hurt. Didn't it? <laughs> uh, I done I done it to myself. So I'm standing there, it was at the Portsmouth Wedgwood Rooms, and uh, I thought, I've set this. I, I did have a bottle of vodka. I had a bottle of vodka. This. I'm, I'm drinking that neat out of the bottle, and um, so I couldn't find a mixer, so the bottle would do. And then well, I don't know, I had a few beers down here. And then I looked at the set list, and uh, Romeo and Julie was next, so I have to play the harmonica. But Joel and Luca in front of me, it's acoustic gig, talks, and I've stood up, got the mic ready, for the harmonica, oh, sweet, right, I thought, no, I don't want any more vodka, I thought, oh, there's me beer, so I've got to sit back, I've moved this stall out of the way, to give me room to play the harmonica. Hang on, fuck me. Ah, oh, back! <laughs> this, this has got to be edited yeah, now, mate. This... <laughs> so, fuck. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're back. Every what was Everyone you, thought you fell over. Oh, yeah, I fell off the stage. Yeah, anyway. Fucking hell. As I'm talking about falling off a fucking stage. You fell off this, crashed, mate. I fell off the fucking internet, you know what I mean? But anyway, that rambling on, I moved my own stall and then went to sit back down on it and I fell off the back of the stage. But as I fell off, I grabbed the drum stool, I sit on a drum stool, I grabbed the drum stool and smashed it into my own face, which made me twist and fall into a group, a, 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 um, a, a valley at the back of the, the back of the stage, didn't meet the back of the venue. So it spun me round and I fell that way round off the stage. If I had grabbed the stool, I would have fell straight back, hit the wall and broke my neck. But they thought I was dead. They got a nurse out of the audience and they did couldn't the revive, revive me for two did, minutes. And did the show continue? It was on Robbie and Julie. It was the last one. So I still got paid. Did you finish the song though? No, I didn't get fucking started, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I got the a mic adjusted to play Lucy Harmonica. And that's when I went to sit in the stall. I'd only just moved for myself. And I went flying off the fucking stage. And I spun. They thought I was dead. Joe thought I was dead. So I was laying there for two minutes. He couldn't revive me for two minutes. But he's gone, like. And if I if I hadn't spun in midair when I grabbed you my own stall. would have been would, brown bread. My neck would have hit the... I would just go... And fucking been walloped. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I thought I could just picture you being out and the boys carrying on thinking, Dino, I don't give a fuck, mate. There's people yeah. out here who want to mm. hear this song. 
listen, you've got to give the money, the, the people what they want, you know what I mean? They're right, someone dying at the back. Oh, listen, listen if that was, I, if I, that I, was two songs I, in, mate, they would have scraped yeah, you yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to hospital, I got to the hospital. They wanted to do a brain scan, but it got like six in the morning. I said, no, nah, look, listen, I, I, mean, I, can't, I can't be waiting here any longer. But I'm, all, I'm all right now. I'm all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they're lovely, the pools of Wedgwood. Room. There's nothing to do with the venue. It's my own fault. And uh, they're lovely down there. We've been gigging there years, and we've been gigging there since. And I saw them next time, and they said, uh, all right, mate. I said, yeah, I, said, I won't fall off tonight, you know what I mean? But I wasn't really a Good advert because Tonic were there for Mental Health. You know, Tonic do a lot. Yes, I've done shows for them. Yeah, yeah, really nice. And they and uh, I do apologise to them because I was wearing their T-shirt. Never mind the Tonic. Here's the cure. Something like the never. The, the, the yeah, 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 was about. yeah. And there I am standing with all blood down it, with face swollen. Mate, here, that's, that's rock and well, roll history, yeah. mate. Should have framed yeah. it. Put it in the fucking <laughs> what's it called? Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> Dino's face blood shirt from Portsmouth. Yeah, they're lovely, the people from Tonic. I still see them at festivals. Yeah, 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 you know, they're brilliant. But um, it was an eventful night, but you live and learn. Don't drink neat vodka on stage. <laughs> I did it. I'll tell you something. I remember doing a show at uh, O2 Islington, and I, yeah. it was in the drinking days, and I, I thought it'd be... I decided to walk on stage with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and... Um, like I do remember... a flash move, like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Mate, and I remember. Um, Was you drinking it neat at a bar? Yeah. Oh fuck me, mate. Wow. mate I used to okay. love it neat, mate. Yes. And I remember halfway through this trick, and I'm thinking, "Fuck, I don't know what I'm doing here now." I was like, "What?" I managed to get the trick off, but I was just like, "Could get send your brain into like other places." Mate, I was out good. for it. No one can perform any job in the world if you're fucking lucky. Mate, I was, luckily was, musicians, magicians sort of get away with it if you're well rehearsed. Any walk of life is, is not fucking good, is it? Do you know what I mean? But, but you got the trick off. You pulled the trick off. The trick off. I remember the crowd. I think there's a couple of people giving it at the front, and I had a pretty <laughs> green jacket, the Union Jack one. I remember taking it off, and I went, "Who wants it? You buy yourself a new car with this, right?" And I went to throw it in the crowd, and as I threw it in the, as I threw it up, I pulled it back and went, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like that, you know, like mucking <laughs> about. And a lot of them liked it. They were like, oh, he's that's it. You're not in, in the face of adversity. You've got to fucking, like... Go have a laugh, mate. Listen, yeah, yeah. that's what it's all about. You wouldn't get Dynamo going on the stage Ooh. with a bottle of Jack Daniels, would you? <laughs> well, you ain't rock and roll, see? Well, it might be, but not on stage, anyway. Your <laughs> thing is rock and roll, supporting Libertine, Sean Ryder, isn't it? and all them. No, yeah, I won't. That's your thing. Do you know Joel's brother does magic? I think we've had this yeah, chat. Yeah, I think. Yeah. He, he used to do, uh, you must have done them, like, no private events, corporate yeah. events. Yeah. Those card tricks around the tables and all that. He's, he's brilliant, yeah. I think Blaine. Joel... His name's Blaine. His real name is Blaine. David Blaine was the magician, wasn't he? Yeah. I think Joel mentioned this when I first met him. Did a show. It was a New Year's Eve show. It was uh, Luke and Joel were doing an acoustic set. And I remember showing him some tricks. And he, he mentioned, you mentioning that sort yeah. of it in my mind. I remember him saying his yeah. brother did it. But yeah, yeah. man. I think. He don't, he, don't, he don't anymore. He's married now. got kids and that. And he, he still kicks his hand in. He's like, you. Yeah, he's always got a pack of cards on him. He might be there tomorrow. I'm doing that gig with Joel tomorrow night at Walthamstow. He's solo shit. And, uh, not solo shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Holy <laughs> Choice of words there. That's fucking blinding. And um, Blaine had probably been, he, he, they, they, they all live that manner, don't they? Yeah, Which, man. But Woodford, so uh, yeah, Blaine would be there, man. He, he'd let's, have his cards on him. Like let's this. talk about Joel's solo stuff. You uh, recently, was it your first gig at Coco supporting a, a little well known artist yeah, called Liam Gallagher? Yeah, yeah, from, from Burnage. Yeah, yeah. Liam, yeah, fucking Coco, man. It was really nice. Debbie Guayba, um He's a guru, as he calls her. Um, played Liam Joel's solo album, and Liam loved it. And he Brilliant. said, um, "Get get him to support me. Uh, to get a fucking support with Liam, oh. it's winning the lottery, man. That's a dream, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah, mate. it's fucking amazing. And uh, he loved Joel's solo, he said, and he only had one support. And he said, uh, get Joel to do it. So, um, Joel rang me up and said, yeah, we're supporting Liam. I'm fucking come because I've got the tickets for myself. I ain't missing that. And I could message Debbie and say, like, sort of that guesses. Can you imagine the, the queue? Oh, bombarded, mate. Way down the pecking order in respect to things. And I mean, 
And um, when Joel got the support, well, I'm fucking in, and I'm fucking in there. So like, and it was it was brilliant, mate. It was an experience to go out to an oasis crowd. Yeah, that I made mean, with the rifles, which have always been used to walking out to um, rifles fans. You know, of course, they're on your side. They pay to come and see the gig. They're just they're there to see the rifles. So you're always guaranteed a good crowd. They're always fucking brilliant. Oasis crowd, man. I thought, well, if you like the Oasis, you'll like the rifles, right? You know, yeah, really man. Right. So we, we, we were just concentrating. Brendan O'Neill, the drummer from Nine Below Zero, yeah. he's on drums. Uh, he played with them for 24 years. He's a diamond geezer. And uh, so we, we were well rehearsed. We just went on. And we, in, every, in between each song, 10 seconds between each song. And there was a couple of Dino chants in between the songs, which was nice. That relaxed yeah. us. Oh, you know, that's very nice. But that, that, that really relaxes us. Like, there's people in there who know the rifles. Yeah, yeah man. Because that only ever happens at rifles gigs, man. So it looks like, right. And Joel smashed it. Joel knocks it out of the park, man. He, I mean, them songs are brilliant. And he's got a wicked voice. Brendan's superb on the drums. And it's just on the pian nice piano as well. And we, and it, we knocked it out. We was on for four, we, we was given 45 minutes. Oh, we could do an hour if we wanted. But the set, the whole album was only 40 minutes long. So we just done the 40 minutes and smashed it out. And the reception was really good. Brilliant. As much as you can expect from an Oasis crowd. Do you know what I mean, you're supporting the governor here. Do you know what I mean, it's like, and uh, it went down really well. And uh, Liam was really pleased with it all. And yeah, what, what, really good experience. I mean, it was our second gig because uh, we'd done the Marquis in Covent Garden, Tommy's pub. Yeah, I remember. We'd warm up in there. That was the on Molotov. a Sunday, wasn't it? It was a Sunday. And the Molotovs were watching. That uh, calls that. Yeah. The Molotovs were smashing it at the moment, fucking brilliant. So that was cool. So, so that was the first one. Then we done Liam's, and then we got tomorrow in Wolverhampton. Here's a question for you, right? Just thinking about that, right? And be deadly honest. Don't just say it because I'm on the screen with you, yeah. right? Because I, I think I know the answer. I don't think it would, right? But do you think, right, my act, my, my, me going, me, the way I support the bands, yeah. do you think it would work? It would with work. Liam Gallagher, if he, well, if he like... Supporting Liam? Yeah. Fucking up 100%. 100%. Because everyone likes magic. And if you don't, at this, as you're saying, this example, like Liam's crowd, say, for argument's sake, 50% of the crowd don't like magic. That's a bit strong. It's 80, I'll say 89%. 9 out of yeah. 10 people like magic. If you don't like magic, you can fuck off to the bar. True. Do you know what I mean? If you do like magic, you'll stick around and watch it, wouldn't you? And with Liam, with the exposure of Liam, I've done, do you know what? I've done if Liam actually likes magic. I've, done, I've never shown him them two card tricks on. I've shown him but, a couple more. Have you? Do you like yeah, it? Oh, there's that wicked picture of you and Liam, and he's holding up the card, it says yes. Elvis. That's it. Yeah, man. It's only Liam autograph that's signed Elvis. Did he like the magic? What did you show I him? showed him the first one, right? Because I was nervous. He was like, I showed it to him. He looked at me and was like, <laughs> Fucking yeah. nothing, it like that, right? Because it was. Uh, I was bricking it, right? That's, that's what I would love, isn't it? And then I showed him this other one, and he was like, "Fucking one that is." And that's when that's when he, he gave me the high the, the high five, and he reached in for a yeah. hug. He went, "That's all right, that lad." That's yeah, all right. yeah. Have you ever asked him? I could ask Debbie. No, see, I'm, I'm Dino. I'm never that sort of person yeah. who goes around asking people. Like I've been so, so lucky, same as yourself. People told him. People have always come up to me. So Paul asked me. I never asked him. Paul oh, went up to he? me, said, "Do you want to do some, um, you know, some of my shows?" And I went, "Well, I'm gonna. I've got tickets anyway to watch you." He went, "No, no, no. Like, do you want to do some magic at my shows?" I was like, "Oh, like that." So I did three, did three shows with him, and then the Libertines rang. Cole Barrett. I've known Cole for a long time, and he rang me up, and I went on tour with them for three weeks. How was that? the liberty man. carnage man fucking ever man yeah yeah, yeah. fucking carnage man but it was unbelievable <laughs> and then i did uh no i did reverend and the makers did two That's nights with reverend and the makers broke my ribs in liverpool how'd you do no broke my, rib over I broke my ribs in uh nottingham rock city oh, I rock city, yeah, jumped yeah. off the stage stage dived and uh, <laughs> a few people yeah, caught me yeah, and then yeah. they let go and i watch broke two of my ribs <laughs> yeah, I broke two ribs, and then oh, it's fucked. And then after that one, I went the solo tour with Doherty, did the whole UK one, and then 
And then recently, uh, near enough a month with uh, Brian Jonestown massacre, mate. Oh, yeah. I saw the footage of that, man. Oh. I, I watched the footage from the crowd that people filmed that you was on. Different. And you went on one, you went on, you was on when the last song they played. Yeah, you know? yeah they bring me up. They bring me up to do yeah. uh, a few, a few, a few, like the last song. Uh, yeah. Band Ship, it's called. Yeah. And um, I went up there with the fucking, the Shakers. That's Going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I walked on in London and I had this smock on and the and a pair of glasses had these maracas. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking, right? I heard someone shout, Liam, Liam, <laughs> and then the well, lights went up. Oh, and people, the reason we got these fucking haircuts is from the Gallagher brothers, you know what I mean? I mean, my dad had me this haircut when I was like five, like mod haircut, you know what I mean? And I remember getting my school photo, and if the, the sides weren't long enough, we'd dad would draw them in with a pen. You know what I mean? To get the like the, the size down. So when Oasis come along, I was right. Yeah. I had long hair because of Nirvana. I had long hair right down here. I had a ponytail that long, man. Then Kurt died April the fifth, nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Before whatever came out just after, Super Something's in the January, wasn't it? Or February. And the Kurt died, and the Britpop died. So I went back to the haircut I'd always had. Brilliant. So un unknowingly, I was fashionable because the beat was haircut because of the Gallagher's man you've always we've always had and that's why we always get we get them comments like you look like oh, you, you, know, you think right? you are Liam well I don't think I'm Liam Gallagher I've had a haircut all my life it's a mod haircut actually from the 60s it's uh we've always had it I brought up in the Motown world and the, and the mod world we've always fucking had it like the Gallagher's you know what I mean? talking yeah. about being brought up um do you want to say hello to Lonnie quickly bring him on bro yeah bring listen on, bring him yeah. Has he finished that fucking Ikea yet? Or... Yeah, Lonnie. Has he finished that Ikea thing? Glad's up. Yeah, has he put it up? Glass everywhere. Yeah, mate. Fucking glass everywhere. Hammer on the floor. Bottle of vodka. Alright. You ready? Yeah. Go on, son. Where is he? Alright. Come on, Lonnie. Meet Dino. Lonnie! How you doing, That's mate? Give us a wave. Meet Dino. Give us a wave. Lonnie, give away. Focus. Focus. Hey, Lonnie, is your dad good at magic? Is your Am I any good at magic? magic? Am I any good at magic? Oh, he's waiting. <laughs> he's blowing <laughs> your kiss. Lonnie, have you finished that? Have you put up that cabinet yet from Ikea? Have you put... No. no he's, he's said no. No. Lonnie, what you want to do is get the hammer and just hit the glass. Hit the oh. glass with the hammer. Lonnie, watch this. Watch this. Do you want to go to the swings tomorrow? No, I'm all right. <laughs> Let me go. Right. Say bye. Bye, mate. Bye, bye. See, sir. Wait there, Dino. Two seconds. All right, mate. Come on, everyone. Happy old time. He ain't happy about that, is he? He ain't happy about that, mate. We've turfed him right out. Yeah, yeah. Bless his heart, man. <laughs> Let me shut that door, ain't on Two seconds. Yeah, sure, man. Um, Dino, before we come to the end, mate, what I want to know is no, how did Regency it. start? Regency? Um, well, this lineup, we've had a few lineups over the years. This lineup's um, at um, 2020, so lockdown, November 2020. I mean, me and Scott, my brother uh, produces all the tunes. Yeah. And I think between us, we've, well, we've done. We, was, we released a single a month, and we were just in lockdown. It would have been lockdown November 2020, when it was still in it. Yeah. So I said to Scott, like, let's get these tunes. What the fuck are we else to do, haven't we? Do you know what I mean, technology, you could email your tune to a drummer and hear a drum for you, and then email it back. In lockdown, you can't get to your drummer's gaff. And we've released a single every month. Um, the answer to your question is we've been going really since November 2020. And we've released a single, 32 singles in 32 consecutive months. That's but, mental. But, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tough, our oh, going, because I'm trying to get it all going with other things in life, doing stuff. Go on, mate. I said, what happened was, I was at a bar, and I went to a bar. And um, yeah, so we just, Scott produces all the uh, tunes, and we've got a guy called Dave, he plays a lot of stuff. So I was Tom, our guitarist. Tom Marlon's on the firm, actually. Yeah, he, and we've just sent him some stuff tonight. Tom writes a lot of the riffs. And, but he lives in Norfolk, so it's a bit difficult to all meet up as a whole. But technology, you could email this shit to each other and uh, just do your bit and email it back and then crack on. So, yeah, we've just been going this line up November 2020. 
and we Scott's the last single in August. Scott wrote a song called Summer that came out this August, like this month, and we've got Hammond's Moss his um, instrumental coming out in the. He's giving that hammer back. Kids love a hammer. I ain't giving it in the hammer, mate. <laughs> Yeah, um, we've got another single coming out at the end of September, this year's um, uh, September single. It's a mod instrumental, Hammond, um, like Booker T stuff, Booker T, Hammond instrumental. And that's out at the end of September. And then we've got, we, we've got singles lined up to 2026. And we have our 50th single in April next year. That's our 50th. And we want to get to 100 and that will be another, that'll be another three. So 12, it's another four years after that. So we'd have a hundred singles out in, so 12, it's about eight years, eight years and three months, if you think about it. We'll have a hundred singles out in eight years and three months. And we, we've got enough singles for the next three years. I'm still writing. That's mental, man. Absolutely mental. That's mad, isn't it? Well, it's, it's quite hard to keep up sometimes, but we've started a precedent now. Mental, mate. Yeah, but I think I know who, right? I'll probably have to love you and leave. No, mate. No, go. We go. I know, right? Well, he's he's throwing the toys out the pram and that, and you know, literally. Listen, what's what's coming up next for you, though, mate? Um, right. Next up, we've got um tomorrow. Got Joel's game. We've got Canned Electric Ballroom. Rifles on 27th of October. My birthday's on the 30th. Um, and so that's always a birthday gig. Christmas, we've got Lafayette. We used to do the Boogaloo Bar, didn't we, um, in Highgate. We can't do it there anymore, unfortunately. So we're doing it in Lafayette again this year in King's Cross. Oh, yeah. Uh, two nights. Uh, next year, Suggs is back on tour. And it's quite a nice thing because now we've done that one-man show. Yeah. Yeah. A 90-minute narrative and not, I interjected with tunes, etc. Uh, Sub said to me uh, that he's going to do a madness set list, a madness set of songs. And he said, what am I going to do, Dino? He said, I'm going to do a madness set list. And before, madness essentially unplugged. And um, he might get a kick out and snare. Not like Noel done when he'd done that acoustic tour with a kick out and snare. Again, does guitar. Sub is saying, well, Get a couple of other musicians in. So, me on the piano, kick out the snare, maybe a bit of brass, Ray Tomo will even get involved. I do a madness set list, and before each song, essentially madness unplugged, sucks to tell you what, how the song was written, who it was about. Um, it's just something about the song, like Better Breakfast Man was about their mate Johnny Aslow, used to be, you'd kip on everyone's sofa. They used to call him a loafer. So, it, so he it, it said, um, Love that song. Oh, mate, if you ever got the up or an hangover, put Better Breakfast Man on and it just lifts your day. Tomo was hilarious in that video. It's halfway through, he walks off. I don't know if Chrissy Boy's watching. We watched that Better Breakfast Man video. Lee Thompson halfway through. They're filming it, man. And Lee Thompson just fucks off and he walks right in front of the camera and disappears. Some of their videos, the way they filmed it, are mental, yeah, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. But that's the next thing up next year with Suggs. So it'll be a, a new show. We get that get off that off the ground and running quite quickly and quite easily because we just got to learn all the we know all the Mandy songs anyway and then it just do a narrative of before a minute talk before before each song who it was about when it was written when it was recorded and it'd be like a two minute excerpt of each song so we get fit far more in in the hour and a half so that's exciting I'm really looking forward to that um, and the rifles. New album is nearly finished. I think it's pretty much done. We'll be touring that in May. So the New Rifles album, Joel's doing his solo stuff, but the New Rifles album we'll be touring in May. The date's already booked. Even the big London one in May's already booked. So, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Like well, I mean, we know we could we could talk for about three hours, but I'm going to have to get a new nanny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, where's Nadine? She's... Uh, giving up. Giving up, <laughs> Nadine, I know you're saying, darling. Yeah. <laughs> she had one job tonight, right? Why I do this? And it's <laughs> fucking carnage, isn't it, mate? Yeah, listen, we'll have to get over to your manor. Belfast, right? Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, Anytime. Rifles get to Belfast, you know. We've done um, Cork, Dublin and Belfast. Yeah. Fucking brilliant, mate. Me and Joe went out in all the local pubs. The best part of Guinness you left. 
as you know. Well, you, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew in the past, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, that's come over for holidays. A week, or, or, no, 100%, or mate. We'll put you up in the mod manor, mate. Is it? We've got, you got room. we look after you, yeah, mate. Man. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, I mean, I'll sleep with a dishwasher if you don't tell I'll put you, you in the fucking West Wing. <laughs> no, I prefer the East, you see. I remember coming round George once and you did put me in the West. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God, he's putting the West Wing here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the East Wing's far more into the bars than the East Wing, you see. And uh, the pool table, all the dartboard. Yes, absolutely. Now, brother, you can whack us any fucking room you want. No, I will, yeah, man. Yeah, but, yeah. Dino, I want to say thank you very much for joining me. Mate, I mean, listen, it's been fucking carnage, but would we expect anything different with us? No, exactly. If brother, we've been on an hour and ten minutes. Well, you fucked well, up for about half an hour. Yeah, well, I've got to do something. a man about a dog. We've got a dog about a man. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't fucking work out to get that fucking ring back on. But we got there, brother. We got there. Dino, listen, mate, nothing but love. It's always Thanks a pleasure to see you, mate. you, mate. Thank you, and I hope it was... I mean, it's supposed to have been like a chilled-out podcast chat. Yeah, we just rambled a load of bollocks, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> exactly. I still pinch myself every day what I'm doing, and I'm enjoying it And while it lasts. And there you go. But a lot of good stuff coming up on the horizon. New Rifles album, new Suggs tour. It's all going to be kicking off. It'll be grinding. Good man. Listen, yeah, yeah. Dino, you're a top man, and I love you to bits. Love man. you, mate. Cheers. Brother. Thank you for that. joining oh, me. Did you make them jokers turn to aces? Magic. <laughs> magic is called magic. <laughs> Dino, God bless you. I'll see bless you soon. You, mate. Take care, brother. Bye, 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 mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. This week's episode of Talking to Mod is sponsored by the Coffee Mod. Don't just dress like an ace face, drink like one too. They're also giving our listeners 15% off when you use the promo code MAGICMOD15. So, what are you waiting for?